thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your tender mercies. Lord, we depend on you. We trust in you. We open you. Father, we thank you. Thank you for another day. Thank you for new mercies. Thank you, O God, for giving us a mind to be found in your presence one more time among your holy nation, with your royal priesthood. We thank you. Thank you for having woken us up this morning. Lord, feed us with your word. Feed us with your bread of life, my God. Father, we thank you. Lord, we continue to pray for kings and all that are in authority, that we might lead a quiet and peaceable life. Pray for those who are in power, my God. Oh, God, we pray that you would direct, order, lead, and guide in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we pray for your ministering servants everywhere. Lord, we pray for those, Lord, who are exposed to whatever situation that currently exists, my God. Lord, we bring all before you. Continue, oh God, to teach us. You state all these things would come in your word. Your word is that lamp to our feet, that light unto our path. Continue to be our guide, Lord, even unto death. Lord, we thank you. Father, we give you the glory. We worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you. We praise you. We magnify your name. Lord, we give you thanks. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Lord, remember these that have gathered. Lord, as we study together, as we learn together, help us to learn one from another. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. A pleasant good morning to you, you and you, Brother Brown, here this morning. And it's so good to be back. Today is Thursday, March 12, 2020. And this is Master of Arts New Testament Letters Program. And we are studying the book of Acts. Today we will study Acts chapter 9. Let's jump into our program. In Acts chapter 14, verses 16 and 17, it tells us, Who in times past suffered all nations to walk in their own way. Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness, in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. Now God had in times past allowed all nations to walk in their own ways. He had chosen Israel. He came unto his own. He sent prophets. He sent servants to them and they were all rejected. Our topic today, then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Jerusalem. Again our topic, then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Jerusalem. So God had allowed the nations to walk in their own ways, but he sent teachers and preachers and uh, the law and all the instructions. He came himself to Israel and he taught them. He came, they rejected him. They rejected those whom he sent unto them. 
And now, they crucified Jesus Christ. He rose from the dead, authorized his apostles and his disciples, and they are now spreading the teachings of Jesus Christ in the world. Yesterday we saw where Philip had gone up to <coughs> Samaria. He preached a word. Simon the sorcerer believed, got baptized, and sought to buy the gift of laying of hands with money. And Philip rejected it. We saw where Philip went down into Gaza. And Philip met the Ethiopian eunuch. And Philip expounded the word of God to him. So now we see the nations hearing of the gospel through different individuals that God would send. Let's jump right into Acts chapter 9. Again, our topic, then was Saul, then was Saul, certain days with the disciples, which were at Damascus. In Acts chapter 9, it reads on this wise. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. So Saul desired letters of the chief priests and the high priests and the various ones seeking to persecute the disciples of Jesus Christ. They had fled at the stoning of Stephen. They had fled and gone into different places, <coughs> excuse me, carrying with them the message of the gospel. So Esau went to the high priest, sought letters that he would now pursue those who had fled from Jerusalem and bring them back to Jerusalem to persecute him. Verse 3. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth, and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the bricks. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee there what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. So we have Saul who he stood, the clothes of Stephen was were placed at his feet. He stood while they stoned Stephen. He now took the role of persecuting the church. Many of us have heard of Takumara and the Inquisition. Well, Paul fulfilled a similar role. He began to persecute the church. He went into the different places and he brought them back to Jerusalem so that they might be imprisoned, stoned, put to death. But as he journeyed to Damascus with the letters that he had received from the high priest, a light shined round about him from heaven. He fell to the earth and he heard the voice of the Lord asking, Why persecutest thou me? What is your reason for persecuting the children of God? And he saw he had served the gods of his father, he had served the God of his father from his youth, he knew 
of God, traditional ways he followed God, so he wanted to know who the Lord is. He said, who art thou, Lord? He had a question now. Here he was in the presence of him who had all power. Yes, Saul was empowered by those from Jerusalem with letters to bring the Christians back with their earthly power. But now a light from heaven shined, pulled him to the ground. He, falling off his beast, heard the voice saying to him, Why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? He now wanted to know, he wanted to know who the Lord was. The Lord said, I am Jesus. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Saul knew the God of his fathers, but he had not known his name. He had not known the name of Jesus Christ. He had not developed a personal relationship with the God of heaven. The high priest, those in the temple, those in the synagogue were mediators. They would mediate between the people and God. But now the Lord came and spoke to Saul himself, developing a personal relationship. For no one can come except the Spirit draw him. And Saul was now being drawn to the Lord. Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. He said, it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Many are discovering for the first time that saying, it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. The prick. Many are damaging themselves fighting against Jesus Christ. Many are damaging themselves in their religious zeal fighting against the word and the ways of God. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? Paul was a doer. Saul was a doer. He wanted to protect the ways that he knew, the traditions of the fathers. He wanted to protect the whole time religion. But now there was a new way. The Holy Spirit had come and brought things he had never seen before. The Holy Spirit came and began to teach, teach things that were outside the bounds of the traditions of the elders of Israel. Lord, what will thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, get up, and go into the city. Now you continue your journey. You go into Damascus. And it shall be told thee what thou must do. I got people there ahead of you. You're trying to think that you're going to go do something. I have 7,000 that have not bowed the knee to Baal, saith the Lord. You get up and you continue in the city. And it will be told thee what thou must do. What you were taught in the past. What you believed in the past. The traditions of the past are now fulfilled. This is the new way. This is the new covenant. It's now in effect. The covenant, the covenant is now a force. The testator had died and he arose. Come on, Saul. We are in the new covenant. It will be told to thee. Yes, you are a learned man. You sat with Gamaliel. You are a Pharisee of the Pharisees. You have the tribe of Benjamin. You have all your qualifications, but it shall be told thee there what thou must do. And those that journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing the voice but seeing no man. The calling was for Saul. 
Many with him heard. They heard about it. Many with you will hear about what you're doing. But the calling is for you. And Saul rose from the earth. And when his eyes were opened. When his eyes were opened. When Adam's eyes were opened. Adam knew that he was naked. And when Saul rose from the earth. When his eyes were opened. He saw no man. When Saul opened his eyes, he saw nothing. A new dispensation had began. Adam opened his eyes and saw nakedness. Saul's eyes were open and he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. Beloved, many times at the calling of the Lord, we have to be led Except you humble yourself and become as a little child, you shall in no case enter in. Saul had his learning. He had his knowledge. He had his authorization. He had all those things. But he was not prepared for what had transpired. Now he was being led by the hand. He found himself helpless, needing others having to lean on others to accomplish that which the Lord had given him to do. They led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, neither did eat nor drink. And for three days he saw nothing. The Lord had to bring him to a place where he had to pray. The Lord had to bring him to a place where he had to seek the Lord while he may be found. For three days and nights. The time the Lord spent in the heart of the earth, he neither did eat, drink, nor saw. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here. I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold... He prayed. Many times we feel that God don't have anybody but us. Many times we feel that we're so on top of everything else that God have no one else he can call on but us. The Lord had spoken to Saul. The people that were with Saul led him into Damascus, but God had a man of God in Damascus, Ananias, who was ready to go and minister to Saul. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter your title, your position, the letters of authorization or whatever you have. The man of God can minister to you. The Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And Ananias said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, get up. Time for service. Go into the street which is called straight and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, look, he prayed. And let me tell you what. He had seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. He saw you in a vision. The Lord confirming that Ananias would go to Saul and pray for him. He had seen a vision, a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. The works of miracles are done by the Lord through humans. You don't got to go post a sign about miracle revival service, miracle healing service. It is God. 
according to his will that do these things. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he had done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. So Ananias felt maybe a tinge of fear. And out of that he thought he would tell the Lord something that the Lord didn't know. Ananias said, Lord, I have heard of many of this man. And how much evil he had done to thy saints at Jerusalem, Lord. You get ready to send me to him. He had that underlying question. He says, and here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. You get ready to send me to him, Lord. But the Lord said unto him, go thy way. Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. There are times we are intimidated by the reputation of men. We are intimidated by, oh, how they talk with great swelling words and uh, um, their authority and the way they behave and all of that. But Jesus is the Lord. And Ananias conveyed by his word a sense of apprehension to go to Saul and he conveyed that to the Lord. But the Lord told him, go thy way. Fear not. You go to him, for he is a chosen vessel unto me. I chose him. I chose him as a vessel to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. And then the Lord, with further reassurance, said to Ananias, for I will show him. I'm going to show him something. I will show him. Him. I'm going to show to Saul how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. There are some who reject the sufferings that is associated with the name of Jesus Christ. If we suffer with him, we shall reign with him. But some haven't chosen the way of the devil. Some haven't chosen the way of disobedience. Some haven't chosen the way and the things that Jesus rejected, sought prosperity, affluence exaltation but the Lord said I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake you and I gotta suffer with him that we might reign with him and Ananias being reassured verse 17 says and Ananias went his way and entered into the house and put in his hands on him said brother Saul the Lord even Jesus that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, had sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. There are times the Lord will send to us individuals, individuals in humility, not those puffed up, high-minded, star of the show individuals. God don't send those individuals. Those individuals like Simon the Sorcerer come with their own self-promotion, their own carnality. But Ananias with fear went. He said, the Lord had sent me. Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, 
His fears were gone. Saul to him was now a brother. He said, the Lord, even Jesus. Know ye not that the Lord, he is God? Do you not know that the Lord is God? And Ananias said, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way. And Ananias began to teach him. <laughs> That's something teaching the Lord. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God is one Lord. The Lord, even Jesus. The manifestation of God that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest hath sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. If you have, the, if you have not the Spirit of Christ, you are none of his. Saul had to receive the Holy Spirit. He had to be sealed. He was of the tribe of Benjamin. Now I said to you previously that in Revelation we read where the Lord was sealing 12,000 from each tribe. We see on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 and later 5,000 were sealed from Judah. We see where Barnabas was a Levite of the tribe of Levite. He was sealed. And now we see where Saul, a Benjamite, was being sealed with the Holy Ghost. The word says, and immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales. And he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. And Ananias laid hands on him. He received his sight. Scale fell from his eyes. He arose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Jerusalem. They began to talk about the things of God. He was getting an initial lesson. He was getting his orientation with the disciples that were at Damascus. And straightway, and straightway, he preached Christ in the synagogue. Good morning, Minister Brown. Good morning. And straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. One more time. And straightway he preached Christ in the synagogue that Christ, Jesus Christ, is the manifestation, the Word made flesh of God. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. The manifestation of God, the Son of God. But all that heard him were amazed. All that heard. Saul was amazed and said, Is not this he that destroyed them which call on this name? In Jerusalem and came hither for to that intent that he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. Say wait, Awagwan. Isn't it the man who was authorized to destroy the people who call on the name of Jesus in Jerusalem? And he came with a purpose, the intent to take these people out of Damascus back to Jerusalem to bring them to the high priest. So how come he's preaching Jesus? Oh, the world turned upside down. This man who came to destroy us is now preaching the thing we preach. The word says, but Saul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews which dwelt at Damascus proving that this is very Christ. Here it was the Lord called. The Bible says not many wise men after the flesh, not many noble, but he called a wise man after the flesh in the person of the Apostle Paul. He called a nobleman in the flesh after the Apostle Paul. And now Paul was proving that this is the very Christ. God hath made 
Jesus, whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ, both the Master and the Anointed One. And after that, many days were fulfilled, the Jews took counsel to kill him. Now they want to kill the messenger that they had sent, that God converted, that God chose to carry out God's way, God's message, God's design, and God's determination. And after that, many days were fulfilled. The Jews took counsel to kill him. But the lion in wait was known of Saul, and they watched gates by day and night to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night and let him down by the wall in a basket. And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he assayed or he desired to join himself to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. Sometimes your reputation preceded you. Sometimes your reputation still grab a hold of you. The Jews took counsel to kill him because he was supposed to be destroying the church, those who were of that way, the followers of Jesus Christ, those in the apostles' doctrine, he should have been destroying. That was his task. That was what was given to him to do. They wanted to kill him, but their plan was made known to Saul, and the Jews began to watch the gates of Damascus night and day. So the disciples took Paul, put him in a basket, and let him down over the wall so that he might escape. He then returned to Jerusalem and desired to join himself to the disciples, but they were afraid of him and believed not that he was. They said, no, we can't believe this. We cannot believe this. This man who used to do all these things is now one of us. Wait a second. Ah, I think I know what he's doing. I think he is pretending to be one of us that he might get to know all our little secret dwellings and places of worship that later when he flipped back, he could get all of us. So they were afraid of him and they would not allow him to join himself to them. Verse 27. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He could not be joined to the disciples because God had chosen him to be an apostle. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. Now Barnabas was of the tribe of Levi. The Levitical order. The priestly order. But now he was a disciple of Jesus Christ. He was a man with authority. Of the tribe of Levi. Well respected. And he brought him to the apostles. And declared unto them. How he saw. Had seen the Lord in the way. And that he had spoken to him. The Lord had spoken to him. And he told them how Saul had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. You know, you have folk preaching all kind of ways. But Saul had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. When you call the name of Jesus, it's going to bring persecution on you. It's going to bring wrath upon you. It's going to bring animosity. Why? Because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. You have rebellious. You have disobedient. You are malicious, but when the word Jesus is used, when the word salvation, the Lord has become our salvation, they got to bow their knees. That blood never loses power. All power is given unto him in heaven and in earth. And when you preach in the name of Jesus, it's going to stir up people. It's going to rile them up. The remembrance of the blood. The devil become angry, having great wrath. He thought he had slain Jesus and that was that. But Jesus arose. 
And Barnabas said he preached in the name of Jesus. And he was with them, with the apostles, coming in and going out at Jerusalem. Let me read that for you one more time, beloved. Write this in your mind. Write it on your hand. Write it at your door. He was with them, coming in. He came in with them and going out at Jerusalem. They had liberty. Whom the sun said free is free indeed. They were free to come and go. Don't allow individuals to bind you that you may not come and go. The apostles were with liberty and they gave Paul the same liberty to come in and to go out. And he spake boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus. In Jerusalem, we are those who had authorized him to go to Damascus to persecute others dwelt. He spake boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed against the Grecians. Jews who were of a Grecian origin, the Hellenists, those who were from Greece, of that background, he spoke and disputed to them, but they went about to slay him. They decided, we going to do you like what we did your master, but your master arose. Which when the brethren knew, they brought him, they brought Saul to Caesarea and sent him forth to Tarsus. So their desire to kill Saul was made known to the apostles and the church and they shipped him out, took him down to Caesarea and then sent him to Tarsus. Verse 31, Then at the church's rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified. They were learning. Education was coming to the church and multiplying in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. So the persecution of Saul had scattered the church. Jesus had told them to go into all the world. They had not done so, but he sent Saul, and they were now scattered. And when the Lord pulled back Saul, made Saul an apostle, the churches had rest throughout all Judea, in Galilee, and Samaria, <coughs> and were edified. The education of the church in the apostles' doctrine. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost, the church was multiplied. Verse 32. And it came to pass, as Peter passed throughout all quarters, he came down also to the saints which dwelt at Lydda. So here, Paul was taken to the disciples, the apostles that were at Jerusalem. He met with the twelve of them. And people desiring to kill him, he was shipped out, taken down to Caesarea, and then sent to Tarsus. Mm -hmm. So Peter began to function. Peter passed through all quarters, every place. He came down also to the saints which dwelt at Lydda. Why did he come down? The apostles' doctrine. They were hearing the things that occurred on Pentecost. It was being recounted unto them. The events of Pentecost, people speaking in tongues and you know, cloven tongues as a fire falling upon them. But Peter now came down to those at Lydda and explained to them in depth the things that Jesus had said unto Peter and the rest of the disciples. And there he found a certain man named Aeneas, which had kept his bed eight years and was sick of the palsy. And Peter said unto him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ may get thee whole. Arise and make thy bed. And he rose immediately. And all that dwelt at Lydda and Saron saw him and turned to the Lord. 
Peter did not make a sign while he was going down to Lida saying, Revival healing miracle service at Lida next week. No, he went. And whatever was the Lord's will was done. He found a man named Aeneas, which had kept his bed at a palsy, and Peter told him, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ may get thee whole. Don't go telling about what kind of prophecies and miracles and all those stuff you did. You didn't do anything. We are vessels of the Lord. It's Jesus Christ that makes the people whole. He says, arise, make your bed. And he did that. Now, verse 36. <clears throat> now, there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha. One more time, let me read that because some of you not going to get this. Now, there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha. Tabitha was a disciple of Jesus Christ. She was a follower of Christ, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. She was a woman. Hello, somebody. Tabitha was a woman. Now, there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good work. She was a minister. She was doing good works and alms deeds, which she did. A lot of folk just want to be minister shouting at people and raising an offering. A lot of people just want to speak and raise an offering. They are minister. But this lady was full of good works. And alms deed. She gave out stuff. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died. Whom when they had washed and laid her in an upper chamber. And for as much as Lydia was nigh to Joppa. The disciples had heard that Peter was there. They sent unto him two men, designed him that he would not delay to come unto them. Then Peter rose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber, and all the widows stood by him weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. So here it was this minister of God. She ministered in the area when people were naked. She clothed them. When they were hungry, she fed them. When they had need, she supplied their needs. A minister of God. A lot of times we misinterpret, misapply the word minister. Those who want to put on a collar and a robe and jump up and down and call themselves a minister to raise an offering. Not so, beloved. Joppa was where this disciple lived. And she made a difference in her city. She made a difference in her town. She was full of good works and arms deeds. She was known for doing this. So they heard that Peter was at Joppa. They heard that Peter was at Lydda. The disciples sent to Peter asking him to come to Joppa. And Peter went and when he came there, there were everybody getting ready for a funeral, crying and going over the memories, showing the coats and the garments which she made while she was with them. Everybody cried. Verse 40, listen to what happened next. But Peter put them off, he put them out. Sometimes you have to just put out some folks. When you want to do the work of the Lord, you have to just put them out. They so caught up on the things of this world and what had gone in the past and how bad things are, you just got to put them out. But Peter put them all forth and he kneeled down. He humbled himself. 
exercise humility and prayed. He went to the Lord in prayer. Jesus had done the same thing. Peter was taught. He was schooled by Jesus Christ. That when the unbelievers gather together, you just put them out and you go in that place. Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed. And turning him to the body said, Tabitha, arise. <laughs> it's a good thing Peter just didn't say arise. Who knows what might have happened? All the people maybe who died in that town that day might have got up. Peter said, Tabitha, arise. He spoke to her specifically. And she arose. She sat up. She opened her eyes. And he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. So he said, come back in now. <laughs> yes, I know. I know I put you all out because of your unbelief. It takes faith to call her back. So don't be upset. You all wanted her back. Here she is. And he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. And it was known through all Joppa and many believed in the Lord. And it came to pass that he tarried many days in Joppa with one Simon, a tanner. Beloved, we must trust in the Lord with all our hearts, not lean to our own understanding. We see where Saul desired to destroy the church, sought letters from the high priest and those at Jerusalem and set out on a journey of destruction. But God turned him around, turned him around. He now, the persecutor, became the persecuted. The destroyer had to be protected. And he was sent to Tarsus. And Peter, Peter went down and conveyed the instructions of Jesus Christ to the people. Peter went down and performed the miracle of raising the dead. Peter went down and did what God would have him do. The fear that was in Peter previously had now subsided. He now was doing the work of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you today thanking you, O God, that we are privileged to go into all the world, in the highways, in the hedges, in the byways, and to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ without fear or favor. Father, we pray that you, Lord, would intervene. You would intercede, Lord, on our behalf. Look at our nation, my God. Look at our state. Look at our cities. Lord, look at the present situation. And we know that you're able to do exceeding and abundant above all things, my God, according to your will. And Father, we commit this situation to you, that according to your will, thy will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. The Bible tells us there's one mediator between God and men. 
and it's the man Christ Jesus. There is but one advocate with the Father, and it's Jesus Christ the righteous. And we are ministers of reconciliation. So you have the right and the privilege as the holy nation, as the royal priesthood, to go to the Lord for yourself. Beloved, let's go to the Lord in fasting and prayer and ask for his mercy that his will be done in our states, in our cities, and in this country and worldwide. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.
Amen. Amen. Amen, beloved. Come on home, beloved. Come on home, won't you? Won't you please? Please come home.